Welcome to Into the Filmverse, a movie fan podcast. I'm Mitchell Chandler. And I'm Bryce Payne. And today we are talking about Ray, a 2004 movie starring Jamie Foxx, um, all about the life of Ray Charles. And we are also going to talk our thoughts on Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. A little bit of a weird side subject this time, but uh, Look, it's, a, I, it's a Marvel movie, it's so a Marvel I think movie, that justifies it. And I think we have a lot to talk about with Ant-Man. But um, first, I want to talk about um, Ray. Now, uh, this month of February, we're rounding out this month with uh, doing our Black History um, appreciation and just looking at films that are either directed or star, you know, are very essential or uh, influential um, Black African-American character. And for this one, um, Bryce, you chose to do, uh, or I guess this was one of your films you chose, which was Ray. I did. I, uh, I, I am a huge fan of Ray Charles' music. Mm-hmm. And didn't really know much about his life, so I was very interested in looking in a biopic for him. Yeah, that, this is um, definitely a wonderful movie, and I'm I'm surprised that I had. I, I mean, I've heard about obviously Ray. I've heard of Ray Charles. I just never really like. Honestly, didn't even know there's a movie about him until we watched it. It's so funny because I remember it because I think he got nominated for Best Picture back in 2004. Oh snap! On, I see why though. It has such a good cadence. It's like there, it, it's I, isn't it a lo- it's a longer film, right? It's like it's two hours and thirty minutes long. Yeah, so I mean, one of the it's it, a longer. It film. did get nominated for best picture. Look at that. That is that is smooth. <laughs> um, I will say this is the best performance and that I've ever seen Jamie Foxx in. He killed it, and you know, there's um, I, one of the reviews I saw on Letterboxd when I finished watching it mm-hmm. was uh, I can't believe they 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 went took the uh, time travel to get. Ray Charles from the past to bring him to the do the movie. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> honestly, they might as well have invented head travel because Jamie Foxx. Like, I will say this: like, I I've well watched a lot of Jamie Foxx stuff recently. Probably not enough as I should have. I I mean, I'm about to lose people here, but I haven't seen Django Unchained, which is probably one of his. I mean, it's huge, huge, yeah, role. huge. Which I know I need to see that, but I like I said, I I saw him in that like Day Shift film that like, he came out recently. I still need um, to watch that. What I mean, there's this, I can't think of anything else he's been racing. No way home. Oh yeah, Electro. <laughs> um, yeah, but I guess my repertoire of him just hasn't been that big, and I, you know, I, I always know that he's a, like a good actor, but I just never like seen like, you know, the way people talk about him. I just never really understood until I saw uh, this film, and I'm just like, yo, this dude is like phenomenal. Like, there's oh yeah, no, so and good to think this was 2004, like, and honestly, nineteen weird feels- years ago, and he's like still. I would say this is his best performance I've seen, but he hasn't gotten worse with no. age. It's just something where, like, I think he's stopped being so selective with the roles he's done. It's just more like just doing things to, to have fun. Yeah. Like, um, day shift. Yeah. yeah but he's he does... still, he's still doing roles like, um, playing, uh, the main character in soul. It's like, I mean, he's still, still killing it in these performances. Yeah. He does great in everything that I've seen him in. I just always like, you know, he always just feels like he's like not being used to like what he could be used being used for. I gonna be honest. I think one of the first movies I saw him in was The Amazing Spider-Man Two, or that I noticed he was in. And so he always seemed like a ham actor to me. Uh, but then, like the more I've watched him, I'm like, no, no, he's he's fantastic. You know, honestly, the first thing that I think I noticed him being in was uh, Baby Driver. Oh yeah, he's great in Baby, Baby Driver. That movie's fantastic too. But um, back with Ray. The cast is also fantastic with Jamie Foxx. I mean, you got Carrie Washington, who most people will know from Django Unchained. She's also in that. And then uh, Regina King, who directed One Night mm-hmm. in Miami. Mm-hmm. And just seeing her and knowing, like, she is a director now and managed to direct one of the best movies about 
African American heritage. Yeah. Powerful. I love it. No, I mean this was yeah, it was it was cool to see her too as well. Um I would say that there was a lot that I learned about Ray Charles that I just never expected. Like I didn't think I didn't even know he was blind. Like I had no idea. Dude, um, there's like this huge conspiracy theory that he wasn't actually blind and people think he was pretending. And I'm just like Might have been because he was so good at learning he learned how to like He was so he good at powers. Yeah, he was so good at playing piano there and singing and stuff. They're like, There's no way he was blind. There's no way that dude wasn't Daredevil. He either was he either could see or he's he has powers, probably. And you know, he's I don't know, he's a very talented man, but he is a very or was a very uh disturbed individual. Oh yeah, because there was a lot of scenes in. The, I mean, I'm sure that there's a little bit more than this, but there was a lot of scenes where he would like, like fall or start feeling water because he was having flashbacks to his past. Yeah, and I mean, then... and I don't know if I mean, I'm sure that they did a lot of research into this. I'm, I wonder if that was real for him. I would imagine that. I mean, that's a traumatic event from his childhood. He's having to relive. Just, yeah, I mean, that's that's sad. I mean, to to for having to go through that. Um. Yeah, his basically his brother dying in that in that pool in the wash basin, exactly. But uh, oh my God, there's the thing with the his drug addiction. They uh, they touched on that. I wish uh, some of those biopics is they never feel like they go all out like I feel no, like they should. No, you're right. But I also no, you're right. There a lot of biopics sometimes hold back on certain things, and I think it's almost because it depends on who's making it, and also like, like it's like they don't want to tarnish the person's reputation. Yeah. It's like, but if you're gonna do this, you gotta do it. Like, I will say that in this one, it almost I like the way they handled it, and that's because it felt like it was a something that he didn't quite want to do. Like it was like, but he just kind of kept falling into it. Like it was something like that seemed cool because the other people were doing it, and so he's like, "Let me see what you got, what you got going on," and they kind of got hooked into it. And it, that wasn't his story. Like th- that's what I got out of it. It's like, yeah, he had this problem, but that wasn't his story. I think my main thing isn't so much the heroin addiction, but more like the ending, because it doesn't touch on him having like sixteen kids. <laughs> yeah, that many kids. That's so many kids. You know, okay, that was a weird p- part where they got to because remember he had he had the one wife, and then didn't he have another like lady friend the, on, he on the, this tour? He had the fling with the girl with the woman on the in the uh, Raynettes. But, like, when he died, he had, like, a ton of kids, and, like, he brought them all over for dinner, and, like, basically was like, hey, I'm going to give you all money, and, you know, he just, he had so many children. <laughs> yeah, that was, I didn't even know that, actually. Yeah, That's and crazy. then the, the way they ended the movie is just like, oh, yeah, look, he got an award, and it's like, you're not going to touch on all these children that he had running around? <laughs> like, you're not even going to mention it? All right, cool. That's fine. Um, well, At the end of this film, uh, he does this thing that I just thought about. Um... What does he do? Um, what happens at the end of this film? Just like refresh. He like goes. Like I remember the the award. Yeah. He like goes to get the award in the uh, thing. It's allowed to play back in Georgia because of the segregation. That's what I wanted to say. So um, that was a really cool scene I liked was that he was you know he was all focused on being a you know a successful musician and he goes to play this this place um, down south. I forgot was it Georgia? It was Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. And um, they and were, they, they were essentially like. If you don't play, you will never play in Georgia again. He chose not to play because he was like, "No, this is messed up." Like, I like the way that scene played though, because it seemed like he would, he didn't he didn't care and he was just gonna go into it. He just ignored the protesters, and then one guy was like, "You could do something about it," and he's like, "Damn, huh. you right." <laughs> I didn't even think about that. You right, I could actually no, because he even told the guy he's like, "Yeah, I could," but that's not why I'm here. I'm just here to play music. 
And then he starts walking away, and then the, and then the white guy says like some something stupid, racist, something like "Yeah, you do what you do what I need you to do" or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and he just like he turned back around, and he's like, "I don't have to do this," and he just walks <laughs> away. And I'm like, "That is a G." Like, <laughs> and then they they ban him from playing in Georgia, which I think is insane. Which he did get unbanned. I think. Yes, I that was the end, ending. So, yeah, that's where they ended the movie, and then instead of talking about, and he had twelve children. Twelve children. That's twelve insane. children. Yeah, I must have missed that when I read that. I mean, when they said that, because like, it's crazy. I, they never said it in the movie. Oh, okay, that's why. They talked um, about the the one kid he had with the yo! red So good. But then didn't talk about any of the other children. But they were like spread around. So you know how they played like the piano a lot in this movie? Yeah. It, Jamie Foxx played all of those piano scenes himself. I just read that's some of the trivia for this. That movie. is great. I love that. That's insane to me because those 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 were so good. <laughs> I, I love it great. when I love it when actors actually learn how to do things like um. You know, uh, God dang it. Um, Rez Ahmed learning to play drums for Riz Sound Ahmed. of Metal. Rez uh, Ahmed? Yeah, Rez Ahmed. Learning to play drums for Sound of Metal, and that's just that's so impressive, along with learning sign language and all that. I love it when cool. actors do stuff like that, because it's like, adds genuine feeling to the film. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, I want to say, didn't, I mean, this is a silly example, but I, I want to say, didn't, like, Keanu Reeves learn some stuff for John Wick? I want to say he like learned about a lot about gun, more about guns and stuff about how they work. Yes, but yeah, I mean, to, especially when the actor takes the extra mile, it just it just goes to show like how much care and thought put is put into like the film, and not necessarily how, about, many, about how much care problems. the actor puts into it. Right. Like, um, <clears throat> I know there's a lot of hate on method acting, but sometimes that's like the best performances you can get. Yeah, to a certain extent. I mean, the you know who I know who does does it pretty well. I mean, off the top of my head, I think is a. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, yes, doesn't he? Because he he like definitely goes into his roles. I feel like oh, sometimes like too much. Like when you look at the Joker things, where he was just like, "I'm gonna go in the fridge." <laughs> like know. that's I don't know, man. He's pushing it a little bit, but it's impressive and adds a lot of layers to the characters. There's so many like cool. I'm just looking at trivia facts of this film, and there's so many cool things, like the fact that no studio is interested in backing the film, and after it was shot independently, Universal stepped in to distribute distribute it. So basically, they had to shoot this entire film and make it before somebody was like, "Oh yeah, we'll take it." I was looking over while you were scrolling, and I was just like, um, reading the thing about where Jamie Foxx was like uh, following Ray Charles, and then just was like, "You know, I'm good. I have not much I can learn from a 73 year old man for the ages of portraying." <laughs> Wait, so and I, I just wanted, I just want to know, like, how did he leave Ray Charles? Like, he was just like one day, like. You know what, man? This just ain't working. Like, I, I got it. I got it. And Ray Charles was like, okay. <laughs> I will say that um, I really liked the flashback scenes because one of the things that I don't normally hate in films, and I shouldn't say hate because, you know, nothing's that strong, but um, I dislike in films is flashback scenes because they're usually just like like a story device that the filmmaker didn't know how to put in, so they just kind of used it as like a filler I love going to movies with you and like watching a flashback because I was like, is he going to like this one or is he going to hate this one? Yeah, there's two things I, <laughs> I normally don't like is flashbacks and then also um, like when they like do like do something and like 24 hours earlier, I'm like, oh, God damn, why don't you just do the story, man? I don't like that at all. I, I think it's funny because I'll see it happen and I'll just be like sitting there like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying like it can't be done well and I'm not going to give it a chance. I just know when it happens. I, I hate it. I'm just like. You better sometimes it can work, and then off. like you'll be like, no, 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 I liked it. And other times you're like, no, like Deadpool, <laughs> they did it pretty well. But no, the way they, the way they use flashbacks in this, like it was like 
we, we kept learning more about the character and, and then it would set up like a it would set up moving forward so i did like the way they use flashbacks no I, I really i really enjoyed it i do say that i think it's a little too long the film the film kind of yeah. drags near the ending but it's so like like it's so well acted that you don't really care that's true yeah like i said Jamie fox like i mean outside of him i mean the rest of the film i mean well the the, the one lady the two the two ladies really did a great job as well now you know what's interesting since we're i feel like we're coming to the end of our discussion here yeah that was smart. you gave it four stars yeah, I loved it. You gave it half a star more than I gave it, and I picked the movie. <laughs> you, you did exactly. It's one of those things like where we um we find these films and we it hits us differently. I just really enjoyed the character progression, especially the fact that he was blind. Honestly, I mean, obviously, um, you know, it's weird that I I, I gave a rating to this one, but I don't want to give a rating to like other some other. No things. one died. Yeah, you're right. I mean, right. he died, he but died. not in the movie. <laughs> exactly. Um. But yeah, I mean, no, it's it's a solid film, and I'm glad we watched it. And I felt I feel like it's a good way to end the month. It is, and I definitely think that uh, it was a great way for me to learn more about this this uh, Ray Charles. And I, can't, I mean, I've been listening to more of his music. So I kind of am curious what other awards it got nominated for, other than Best Picture, because I wonder if Jamie Foxx got nominated for Best Actor. That's a good question. I am checking. Oh, he did get nominated for Academy Award. I would say he probably had to be. But did he win? <laughs> Uh, let's see awards uh, it did he did win best actor okay yeah that makes sense go him he they also won best sound mixing so jb fox best actor for i love that they gave it i love that they gave it best best uh sound but it was just like it's because he played the piano himself i just said best i just said uh jb fox wins the best actor for jb fox (laughs) that makes sense no no no, that's cool i didn't know that uh jb fox won for uh Ray. Won an Oscar before. It's kind of neat. Well, I, I, that is neat. That is neat. I'm like I'm like looking and I'm like, okay, they didn't get nominated for that, but he did win Best Actor. Nobody got nominated in Best Actress. You, you know, know, okay, so Jamie Foxx was nominated for Best Supporting Actor that year too, in a movie called Collateral. That sounds familiar. I just think it's interesting that he was nominated for both Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor in the same year. That's good. And one Best Actor. What if he had won Best Supporting Actor, dude? He would have been like... <laughs> that would be cool. Just like, oh, I need to see that. I need to know if that's a thing. I'm not going to look it up now because it's not important to the discussion. But it just... Um, yeah. I want to mention one thing before we wrap up, uh, Ray. There, the, the flashback scenes with the kid and how they showed his eyes going out with the goop that was coming out of his eyes. Oh, it was beautiful. Yo! I say beautiful, but the, like, it's disturbing. But like, gross, it's, yeah. It's so well done. I was just like, oh, no, no, I like this. This is cool. I just, like, never seen, like, uh, I mean, I, I don't know what condition he had, but the way that they displayed that, I'm I just think like, they said it was, like, um, it starts with a G. Glaucoma. Glaucoma, yeah. Is it that? Oh, okay. <laughs> I think, well, they don't, they, I don't think they know for certain. Oh. But I think they they assume it was glaucoma. Huh. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, have you guys checked out Ray? Um, you should let us know if you've seen it, or if you plan on watching it, or you know, what do you think of Ray Charles and his music? That we would love to hear. Oh, it also got nominated for best costume design and best film editing. Hmm. So I mean, won two of the four Oscars it was nominated for. So that's kind of cool. Two that of the five. Two of the five. I think. Yeah, it yeah. is very good. Two of five. But yeah, that's cool. I enjoyed that. Okay. Awesome. Well, anyway, so moving on to the next thing, earlier this uh, this month, they uh, they came out with a new Marvel movie, which is huge for us. Uh, be. <laughs> Typically, it's huge for us. Yeah. Um. So Ant Man the Lost 
Quantum Mania, directed by Peyton Reed, dropped in theaters this month. Also, and the other two Ant-Man films. We watched it, and it was pretty. It was pretty pretty. It's pretty pretty is, pretty. It, what's the word? It's a pretty, it's pretty uh, split on yeah. thoughts. Um, yeah, I'll say this. I will before we, I go into like all my problems with it because there's a slew of problems, and and, and I honestly we could probably sit here for hours and talk about the problems with the film. Um, at the end of the day, I still. Well, I even gave it less normal the normal three stars. I guess I didn't like it. I, I'm just gonna come out and say it. I didn't like it, and that's weird for me to say for a Marvel film, but I didn't like it. It is because we we have been like so back and forth in the last I think like three Marvel films. Either I don't like it and you do, or I like it and you don't, and we haven't had one really. Where we're both just like, oh yeah, that was that was that was good. Yeah, now we're just like bad. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, like, I guess I went in with such low expectations that I ended up enjoying it quite a lot. <laughs> like, I want to say, like, I didn't. I, I gave it three stars. Like, I it's not. I only gave it two and a half, so I'm like, it's like half star believe. I think so. it's average. I think it's a very average Marvel movie. It didn't do anything to really like blow me away, but I enjoyed it enough for what it was. Even though, like, no, let's do, let's let's discuss this film editing. How do you edit a movie, Mitchell? Um, Compre- comprehensively, comprehensively edit a movie. I mean, editing comprehensively. Editing is always difficult to like think about because I think editing has a lot to do with pace. I would think, right? Okay, well, when you're in the middle of a scene. And you're trying to like get to a point, and then you just cut away and like halfway through the scene to a different scene, finish that scene, and they cut back to the same scene. So that... I also want to say, um, before we get too much into Ant Man, we are gonna just talk open spoilers with this. So if you haven't seen the film and you want to go see it uh, or care at all, just probably tune away. Come back after you've seen it. Um, just because oh, if we're gonna do spoilers, I'm gonna get more specific. Oh yeah, we need to we need to talk about spoilers because um, there's no way we can talk about this one without spoilers. So okay, so back back to what I was saying. There's a scene yeah. where Ant-Man is supposed to drink this goo, right? This, yeah. this red goo. To, drink and, the like, ooze. Drink the ooze. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. This is kind of cool. He's like getting dragged there and then just cuts. Cuts back to Hank Pym and like Jane. And oh, you know what? Good that point. cut is awful. Yeah. That whole transition is awful. Great point. And I sat there and I laughed. I was in the theater laughing at how bad that cut was and how terrible that editing was. Because as soon as Hank Pym's like Jane's scene's done... It cuts back to exactly the point they cut at, and I was like, "Why? Why not just finish the scene? Why even cut there? Why? Like, what are you trying to do? Dramatic effect? See, like, like, it doesn't work because I don't care." This is an example like one point one in a thousand different things I could start listing. But I, before I, before we like start talking about like the major problems, even dissecting it a little bit, I do want to like just like say what our overall thoughts and like um, I guess not overall thoughts. Sorry, what good we found in the film? Oh, Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors with King, yes, 100%. John, Jonathan Majors. Uh, Paul Rudd doesn't do a terrible job. He he is at least entertaining to watch. He just has no chemistry with anybody else in the movie. I don't think any of the actors were the issue. I think it was the writing for the actors. Writing is awful. The writing was terrible. But you know, I will say though, I don't know her name. The girl they had recast as Cassie Lang has no chemistry with Paul Rudd. Which is awful because they are it's in the like movie together. Catherine Newton or Catherine? Something like that. I have no idea, but all I know is like them together was boring as hell. They have no chemistry. They I don't feel chemistry. like a, they don't feel like their daughter. And like they're like, I love you, Catherine. I love you too. And I'm like, that's an emotion. Oh I my know. god. Okay, so here's what I what I felt. One, um, I I liked the beginning and ending. Like that was good. Oh, I like the build up to get to the quantum realm. Yeah, that, that was everything outside the quantum realm I liked. <laughs> Everything outside the quantum realm, perfect. Like that felt good, Ant Man. I liked it. It was funny, but there, unfortunately, there was only ten minutes of it. But 
Um, I like Kang, just complete badassery. Even and Jonathan Majors kills it. I was excited to watch him, especially after Loki. Yeah, fantastic. He did everything I expected him to. Killed the role. Took over the movie. This was not an Ant Man movie. This was a Kang movie. And that's it. <laughs> like that's. I mean, well, I did like the Holes character. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the, whole, the, plot the was... some of the side characters were entertaining to look at. <laughs> I want to say that they were inter- like they had that uh that woman who was like a discount Valkyrie. Yeah, I didn't like her. I didn't like her either, and they were trying to make her seem like this important badass character, and I was like, I couldn't care less if you died. Or they had the lamp dude. I like the lamp dude's design. Once again, had nothing to add to the movie. Yeah, as soon as you died, I'm just like, cool. Anyways, yeah, like, and then there's like these action set pieces that are pretty, but dull. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So that's that's the whole thing with this is that like. It's supposed to look beautiful. Like it's supposed to look like it's this like this crazy visual, visual masterpiece. Wonderful. It almost seems like it was thinking it was Pandora, like a like a mystical Pandora, but you know from uh, Avatar. But it just fell flat, and I think it's because a lot of like the the way it was shot, and I I learned about this afterwards. It was shot using the soundstage, of course, which is that like uh, thing they use in the Mandalorian, and they use some Star Wars shows. But like um, basically, it's like a it's like dynamic. Green, it's like a green screen that effect. moves. Yeah. yeah, with them, the lights move too, like based on how they're moving. Um, and so like you could just see like it looks fake behind them. Yeah, they the actors, especially um Michael Douglas and I forget her name, Jane, Jane, Janet, Van Dyme. Yeah, the actors who plays her, they look so stiff. Yeah, like I think it's because they have nothing to interact with. There's no real set. They're just kind of like Ew. yeah. And, like, Paul Rudd's doing Paul Rudd. Like, I will say by the end of the movie, I hated Paul Rudd. I don't know why. Like, he stopped, <laughs> he stopped being Paul Rudd after a certain point. The ending... Okay, so, like, the ending scene, he's, like, walking towards the camera, and my mind was like, who the hell is that? You know what, <laughs> you know what it is? I don't believe him as a superhero. Like, in the he doesn't, sense... He doesn't feel like he should be a leading hero. Like, okay, his adventure... Like, Ant-Man 1... Is entertaining. You see these like size up and down. Out of the, you're really not. You're still on you're, a superhero. Yeah, you're not. Like it's a heist movie. He yeah. has he has a power, but it's a heist movie. Ant Man Two is, nah, but you still like you know you're watching him with the wasp. You're getting the you know it's not like world ending events. He's a great side character in like Avengers and Civil War and all that. Yeah. Like he's fun to watch them interact with other heroes. But for him to be like saving the world, it's unbelievable. I agree. That's exactly one of my big problems with this. And I also got a, I mean, there's a few problems with um, the whole MCU as a whole. Uh, but I also think that superhero films right now, this is the this is the type of superhero film that doesn't work because it's like they're just trying to be a super quote unquote superhero film. It's just all about beating the bad guy and like fighting in some crazy cgi world like in all intents and purposes it's a comic book movie it's formulaic now yeah and like the reason that marvel works so well is because they make them their films even though they all have a dna strand of being like an mcu film like you have the same type of yeah because doing you get work. you get movies like um winter soldier yeah which is a spy film yeah you get things like spider-man where it's a coming of age film you get things you know you got different genres with a superhero this felt like it was just like superhero movie. It was like it's like an end of the world like type of thing. The rest of two thousand and seven Marvel film. That's even why Eternal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's even why Eternals didn't feel like too great because even that was like we're sending the end of the world again. It's like all this stuff at, like trying to save the end of the world. But if you look at like they 
when, when they save those for like the Avengers films, like saving the end of the world. Like, yeah. So that way it's like, okay, yes, they have to bring the Avengers together to save the world. Like what else? Are you gonna yeah. Do? Cause think about, um, you know, going back to winter soldier, it's not a world ending it. Like it's a world ending quote unquote, but it's not something where like, it more felt like just, it felt like something like it was an event happening, but it wasn't going to destroy the world. Yeah. But then they're trying to do all these things where it's like the world ending event and they're like one hero. And I'm like, this feels like other people should be involved than our core hero here. Well, see that, and that's the thing. I've always I thought about this a little bit, right? Because you know, after we get out of Ant Man or, or even Eternals, or even Loki, or you know, as we get into these series, and they've just been okay series, we keep people keep asking, like, well, how does it connect to the bigger? Like, what is it going to connect? How does it connect? Why is it not connecting? You know, why are these so many inconsistencies? And I'm telling you, it wouldn't matter if these films or projects were good. We that, wouldn't care. Well, think, okay, so like, I'll use Moon Knight. I love Moon Knight. Yeah, I don't need to connect. I'm perfectly fine with that's how Moon Knight went. Um, even Miss Marvel to a degree. I'm like, if she didn't connect Captain Marvel, if these okay. individual <laughs> projects were as like like as we were over the moon about them, was we were about Iron Man and Captain America, and we were about all these separate projects. And as if these, each of these projects were just their own, like they just knocked it out of the park, we wouldn't care how it connected because we would just wait for it to connect. I, I don't know. Maybe we were spoiled. We've been spoiled by Endgame and stuff. We want yeah. these big events. I think there will be still some people of that. Are, people but... are chasing that high they got on the opening night at Endgame. It's, it's not, yeah, not going to happen, which is unrealistic for us to expect. But um, I just feel like that there's been a... Basically, the quality has dropped in Marvel. Um, I, I mean, I, I can talk about that as a whole, but I'm going just, back to Ant-Man. I'm still going to look forward to every Marvel movie. I'm just getting more same. hesitant every time. Yeah, same. I'm just like, impress me. Now, going back to Ant-Man... Um, Yo, so... Um, full spoiler here. Ant-Man should be dead. There's no way Cap, like, hey, okay, so, like, King yeah. the Conqueror is sitting there blasting fools left and right, like, obliterating people using lasers and stuff. Like, it is so badass. Ant-Man shows up, and they're like, fist fight. I'm like, no, no, well, no, okay. no. You're so the trying reason... to tell me that he's just like, no, we're going to go hand-to-hand? No, 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 no. Well, the, uh, the reason that happened is because... You know, he gets he starts blasting people, and then the ants show up and rip, rip the things off of him. But it was before that. No, but they weren't going hand to hand before that. He was he did as he did soon him. as King saw Ant Man walk up, he should have just been like pew. And he he did though. <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, they did talk a little bit, but but they he, did fight with the thing. And he then, was like, "Let's talk." Like King should have just immediately like blasted. I think his suit, and... for some reason his suit protected him from the blasts, and like because I remember them like. Which is weird. There's also inconsistent how that works. Very much, and I just don't. I don't know. Because don't like, know. okay, here's here's why I say that. One is because like when they're in the cell, the cell, and you know he brings him forward with just his hand. He turns Cassie to the side, like with the force style, like things like, like he could easily just defeat them in like two seconds. And but then, then later when he's fighting he's, them, like he's before like the ants show he's up. struggling, and you're like, really against Ant Man? Okay. The reason... then, the, then you think about him saying things like, "Are you Thor?" He's the one with the hammer. Like, like so no, you killed not. so you killed Thor. You've killed all these Avengers and you're struggling with Ant Man? Are you for real? Okay. Really? For I have a real? theory. I have a theory. And this is my theory because it's the only thing that makes sense. And to not do my boy King dirty. I don't think he's dead. I think he <laughs> oh, wanted no way. I think that, that specific king, he wanted I mean, I know he wanted to get out, obviously, but he already said he'd seen everything, right? Like he'd seen everything and how it ends. So he knows what he needs to do. So I'm almost like, I wonder if, like, I know he was trying to get out, but I almost, like, wonder if, like, part of him, like, knows that, that one of the things he could have done was go into that sphere. I will say the Council of Kings, though, I'm so excited. Legit, like, Jonathan Majors, like, the post-credits scene, 
I don't care. Like this man is okay. fantastic. I can't wait to see him more of him. I agree with you. But the reason I want that specific, this specific gang we fought in this film to be still alive is because, uh, like, if we can beat, if they can defeat one king, if if Ant Man can defeat one king, what's the how are the rest of these kings any going to be any different? And they were saying that was the worst of them all. But like they were saying, like that was the worst one. That's why they exiled him. Uh, we're gonna have to wait and see. I do think he's gonna come back. Like, there's no way that okay. the, the King the Conqueror isn't the main villain. Okay, like, so let me. He's he's just gonna be gone for a little bit. We'll have them fight some other King variants. Yeah, and then he'll pop up and be like, "Guess who?" Okay, so let me go back to my theory a little bit, right? Because like you know, so we saw the thing in the cell, and then we go to that one scene where he's fighting them with you know his blasters, and then I just, I I felt the whole time that he was holding back. Even when, even when they went to the thing and he was beating them up, like he was holding holding back from just completely destroying Ant Man, and then when um he gets sucked into that ball, he gets sucked into that energy, right? But that's where Ant Man went into the probability field, and he didn't die when he went into it. Ant Man didn't, right? Yeah. So why would King die? It's a good valid. That's a valid point. It's a valid, very valid point. How does he get out? I mean, who knows? But yeah, I mean, you, you got a point. But I'm just saying, like, I I know that. Um, do you do you think that the king in Loki, season two, is going to be a good guy or a bad guy? Um, I th- bad guy. I think the only good guy was the one that we that they and just got rid of. I think he was a good guy. Okay. Now, now we've been avoiding. The best character oh, no. in the movie. No, we're not gonna talk the, about the him. best character in the whole movie. Modok is the future. The only one that got the <laughs> character, only character development in the film. The only character that got character development was Modok. They did my boy Modok so dirty. I hate this character. I've they, always hated him. But like, I don't hate Modok. I'm like, I like Modok as a character, but like, as Darren Cross. It just don't okay. work. Actually, the funny thing is, is like I actually liked that they did that because like it made it, it believable makes, within the it, MCU. It makes sense, but the way Darren Cross was, I was just like, I, I can't get behind you, dude. And then the ending where like Cassie lays like, just don't be a dick, and I was like, I hate this so much. That was the only time I laughed in the entire film. <laughs> I just hate that line so much because he's like, I am not a dick, and I'm just like, I hate you so much. And then he dies. He's like, at least I get to die an Avenger, and I'm like. My God, just die already, God! Yeah, hell. every all the physical eye rolls every single time he said something. Every single time, dude. Every, like he was like, "I am Modok." Stands for the, and I was like, "Oh!" But I was like, "I hate this so much." Like you are, like he he is just forced in here to be forced in here, and I don't like it. Like you I know, know it makes sense, but I hate it. There was also a scene like where he he uh, says out his thing like mechanized something for only designed only for killing. And then Ant Man's like, so wouldn't it be Modoff? And I'm like, that's not funny. Why'd you who 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 put that joke in this film? It's not even Paul Rudd. I know, like it's not good. <laughs> Paul Rudd's like, I improvised it. And then Chris Hemsworth's over there, like, no. Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> no, I just uh, I don't know. Ant Man was a I, I I still think it is average. But maybe just because it's an you know, Ant Man movie, so my standards for it are pretty low. Um there's just so many issues with it and honestly it just has to come down to the script issue uh, the fact that ant-man isn't even the main part of the film the wasp isn't even the main part of the film like they aren't even the main characters like janet van dyme is okay what did you think okay so i'm sorry we're jumping around but i just thought about this so i watched uh, i watched a, a, a guy on youtube 
he does uh, quickies of like movie reviews, so yeah. it's like a three minute review. And he was like, <laughs> he's talking about Ant Man and Quantum and he's like, you know what I hate? I hate it when one character knows what's happening and just refuses to tell other characters what's happening. Yeah, and then just try to be like, no. I can't tell you. And then they just, just keep like, going they... in silence. Like, just tell them. And I'm like, that's valid. That's a valid point. And I hate that too. So like, like her simple... character had so many opportunities to be like, Hey, this was going on. And she was just like, no, I can't tell you like girl. <laughs> I know. Honestly, like this should have been like, they, they should have been in the quant. I don't know. This could have been a Disney plus special. <laughs> it, it, I don't even Guardians know. Galaxy holiday special was bad. It was. It was. I just don't even know what to say about this because it was just like Peyton Reed did so good. I like the other two Ant-Man films. Where is the shrinking and growing stuff? Like, it, yeah, like it, it's quote unquote there, but it's really not there. But it's in a CGI world, so it doesn't have any sub, like semblance of reality. Where's my giant Pez dispenser, sir? Exactly. That's what I want. <laughs> That's the fun parts of Ant-Man is seeing them shrink and grow and do all this stuff. But I yeah, didn't even get to see, like, I don't even think we ever got to see them in, like, shrink and get their viewpoint as shrunken in this movie there was like one scene like it was like when but not but you again you you couldn't tell anything because they're in a cgi world and nothing looks you can't you don't even know what was big or small we've I've never been there like, <laughs> it's just like anything could be the size of anything you know like so when they're you know especially when they're big you know I like, want you to know this is huh? exactly what the guy was saying in the video about the CGI world and how he had no idea the uh, reference of size of things. I and don't. Th- th- I think that's hilarious that you're on the same page. It yeah. just said this, basically the exact same word. I only know the fact how big or small they were is because I kept saying how big and small they were. <laughs> They're like, I'm a microverse. I'm like, are you okay? Like, you don't look like it. Awesome. Good like, for you, dude. Like, like you even, still look the same damn size. Even when he went to, into um the the... the the paradigm shift, the you know the yeah, the bomb the thing, yeah, yeah, like he just was normal. Like he 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 kept looking at the cube shrinking, but then he just he just get the normal size again. And I'm just like, like this makes no sense. Like none of this, none of this is like, I don't know. None of this is Ant Man. None. Of, it's just too like science fictiony. That's the ta- that's how we're gonna end it. That's the last line. It is. No, this just isn't Ant Man. <laughs> it just isn't Ant Man, man. Anyway, if you've seen Ant-Man Quantumania, let us know what you think down below. We'd love to hear your opinions. Let us know if we're just completely wrong and don't know anything that we're talking about. Sometimes it's true. Yeah, you know, I don't I won't lie. Maybe you can tell us with something and change your minds. It's true. Anyway, so you Mitchell, where can people find you? Well, if you want to follow me and my adventures online, you can find me anywhere and everywhere at Mitchell Chandler, especially YouTube. Check out my reviews. They do. They're actually really good. Uh you can find me on TikTok at Pain Reviews and is it pain reviews? I said that it is pain reviews. Yeah. I know what it is. P A Y N E reviews. Why did I say that? You can find me on Twitter as Sanguine Films because someone stole the username I wanted. Damn. And on Letterboxd at pain reviews, P A Y N E reviews. Anyway, thanks for watching. Let us know your thoughts down below. And until next time, Excelsior! Excelsior.